This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I feel like this song is just too much fun. It's like... I don't know. I just really like I it. I mean, it's a song that you just get up and dance. I can't help it because I'm I mean, you're already having your own dance party over there. But hello, After Buzzers. We're here doing another Glee after show for you all. Of course, this is Season 6, Episode 9, Child Star. We're live on YouTube today, so join us and we can chat with you as we go along. It's YouTube.com backslash TV. You can also rate, comment, and let us know what you're thinking on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag PL Glee. Or, excuse me, why am I writing PLL? <laughs> ABTV Glee. ABTV Glee. It's the other show I do here. It's all close good. Close enough, close enough. It's all good. ABTV Glee. So hit us up using that. And um, you can hit me up on Stephanie Wanger. And joining me today, we only have a small panel today, but it's a great panel. I know. What's up, guys? I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Unfortunately, we don't have Hannah or Roxy with us today. And Roxy's the one that usually mans the YouTube chat role. So I'm I'll do my best and do whatever amazing skills it takes for her to do this and join along the chat roll conversation with y'all. Y- y'all are already starting t- to talk and whatnot, and you have great comments already about this episode. Let's get into it. I totally agree. The big topic of this episode was, of course, the child star, and I feel like it's the place to begin um, by... Or, Myron. Myron. I'm, I'm just off today. Myron, Myron. Um, is... Uh, th- an ador- I want to call him adorable. He's 13. He's, He's 13. He brought it in some of the songs, which we'll talk about later on. But he also is quite the 
diva-ish. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Over the top in his theatrics. Like, he makes everybody else on that show look like they have no demands at all. Right. And, you know, it, it was funny watching Myron because I'm just thinking he's like a mix of young Rachel, young Sue together in a boy's body at a teenage you know age like having all these big dreams and demands to be on stage but he does have a presence his character i will say that like every time he was on in every scene you know he was there no i completely agree and he stole moments away from cast members we've known for a long time so that was interesting to see him really up there um being such a presence and I love that they put him I think it was like in uh, gold and white sequence it was amazing the white and gold yeah the white and gold and I mean everybody's dress I was about to say like over the weekend that was the big thing yeah the dress controversy white and gold but he that was not yeah (laughs) black and blue at all so he's good (laughs) he's safe um that being said uh what did you think of Kind of the way he treated the Glee Club. I, I mean, obviously his character, the, the way he just you know stormed onto the screen and whatnot. Obviously, that's not the most professional tact one should go about it. But granted, he is only a teenager. He doesn't have a lot of probably social skills to make friends in that way. Because he, obviously, he's a spoiled kid whose father, his supervisor, who's had position and whatnot, has always made him get whatever he wants. And he's so used to, like, demanding stuff and getting things. So the way he was treating the Glee Club, of course, any normal person would be like, "Um, no, you can't just storm in and make those kind of crazy demands. But being the supervisor's kid, they're going to have to placate to him. So this was my realistic brain, not my Glee brain working for a moment. Um, I had to wonder, does a superintendent make that much money where he's just throwing money around? He was literally offering it to everyone, like $20,000 to the Glee Club. I, I don't think the superintendent makes that much money because I don't think Myron realizes how much money superintendent does really make. Yeah. But but Myron just being naive in, in that sense is that like, okay, no matter what, whether I have money or power, I'm just going to entice you and bribe you to do what, to get whatever I want. He's definitely never heard the word no. That's for sure. But yeah. Like, he definitely was that kid who just was like, Spoiled. it's my way or the highway. Spoiled. I agree. Spoiled is a great way of putting it. Um, but he does get the Glee Club to perform at his bar mitzvah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like that there was like a very distinct pause there. Um, does he get the Glee Club to sing for him or does the supervisor? I mean, I guess it's the supervisor via Sue or because, the superintendent um, via Sue. I mean, it was mostly because the Glee members had to first audition just to see if they were good enough to perform at the bar mitzvah. That is true, but Sue forced it because... Um, Rachel didn't want them to. She was like, we're busy with sectionals. Like, this is not the right time for us trying to protect her glee club. Mm -hmm. And then Sue kind of forced it upon her that this was, they were going to at least be trying out for it. Like, that they were going to be involved in some capacity. Yeah, I liked, what I did like about this particular storyline was this was probably one of the only times someone else had the upper hand over Sue. Like, there was, again, the power struggle that Sue's always trying to do, and whenever she's in authority, she exerts her, her power. But this is the first time someone else is influencing her. It's like, no, I have to do whatever the supervisor says and wants. 
Yeah, I, I agree. That was interesting. It was also interesting to see her... Will and Sue have obviously had many kind of debacles over the course or fights over the course of these seasons, but this was felt like something real, that um, Will was getting angry at Sue for, you know, for really going after her crush rather than the good of the school. And I understood that, although them fighting on the floor felt really over the top to me. It was was definitely over the top, Hmm, yes. Um, what's going on in the live chat? Anything? Uh, everyone's just saying, yes, agreeing, Myron is a spoiled brat, but that is what makes, you know, the, his character is interesting because, yeah, in a way, Rachel, in a way, was a spoiled brat, and, but she earned her way to yeah. get the songs and performances she wants. And, and it's interesting to see it from a younger person's perspective. I mean, he, he's a teenager. He's like, 13, 12, how old did 13. they? 13. 13. So, already a few years younger than what we were introduced to Glee when they it first started. So, it's nice to see a younger perspective being a diva. Yeah, I do way. wonder if Rachel, and this is a bit of a prediction, she'll come to realize like what her behavior did to everyone else by having him now be part of the Glee Club. Will it kind of come back around and she, she'll realize... She'll regret it? I don't know if regret, it feels like a little strong, but she'll, you know, understand that, like, maybe her actions weren't the best at that time and how she's kind of grown up, re- kind of be able to reflect on her past a bit. Yeah, but Sue's reactions over, I mean, even at the, the end mm-hmm. of the episode after everything just went down, how she was still freaking out and causing her tantrums in the hallways, slapping that girl, that poor girl. I know. <laughs> what? So crazy. Like, how does Sue get away with that? I mean, I mean, she could literally get fired for that. I mean, there are so many moments that Sue could get fired for. I mean, so many, but yeah, she's still there. Yeah, I mean,. I guess it, it's one of those things where she's going to be there till the end. Let's be honest. Like, she's not getting fired. I don't see that that's the way um, this show is ending. No. And and also, you know, to keep going along with the Sue power struggle, her against Will, mm-hmm. the, and that whole conversation that went down. Sue's a Q. How patronizing is that? Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think about. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just like, oh, Susie Q. <laughs> Man, yeah. terrible. Yep, yep. But uh, it, it's still fun to see the Sue will love hate relationship that always goes on. I did appreciate the Lady Gaga. We didn't get a Lady Gaga song tonight, but him going up in the like a- egg thing above the stage was such a <laughs> call out. The pod. the pod, which was such a call out to Lady Gaga. Um, I think it was the VMA. She mm-hmm. came in the pod. In an eggs. Yeah. yeah, and, like, an egg situation. She was on the red carpet, right? The, yeah. Like, they carried her in an egg. I know. It's crazy. Like, tweet me if I'm incorrect, but I'm pretty sure VMA is. Yeah. Um, 2011. <laughs> sad that I know that. It is amazing <laughs> that you know that. I'm... That's incredible. Um... So, let's move on and talk a little bit. We'll go back to the songs that, of course, he performed with the Glee Club at his mm-hmm. bar mitzvah. But let's go on and talk about Roderick and Spencer. This this was another big blow-up tonight. I, I mean, I like the way that they formulated this story. It felt very Glee. Mm-hmm. They, you know, going about having a Glee member wanting a certain objective, but going about it the wrong way, and then over not to skip too far ahead, but then to come back in the end and realize, no, that was the wrong approach. This is how you should do it. So it was very Glee-esque, you know, and how they solved and resolved their issues. I agree with that. Um, the one thing that... Bo- or 
bothered me about this storyline tonight. I really enjoyed that they kind of were able to unite in the end, but it felt very fast, and that's been an issue. I know we've talked about a lot on on this show that they, because they have twelve or thirteen episodes um, this season, they are fast forwarding very quickly. Very, uh, very fast because they even kiss in the end already before their first date. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Zero to sixty right there. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting to see Spencer, even his character, be somewhat vulnerable because he brings on that macho mm-hmm. persona, and it's nice to see him be like, "No, this is me trying to be." A goof and trying to flirt and get what he wants. And you kind of felt okay, so at first you're like, oh Spencer, just grow up and, and don't bully Roderick. Like that's yeah. terrible. Like he can't do the rope in the beginning of the episode and Sue's still on her healthy fitness whatever for McKinley. So mean. And you just see him bully and I just, at least I do, I always just want to be like, grow up. It's okay. You don't have to do this. But again, not the best approach in trying to help and encourage people. No, exactly. It doesn't work that way. And it, it's always bothersome when you see it time after time on Glee that this is bullying is something that definitely Glee takes on all the time. It's a recurring story with different characters on the show. Yeah. But um, they, I just felt like I wanted them to have a different approach, like a different way of Spencer dealing with it. But I guess if you're going to have this, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's my question to you. Did you feel like this storyline was so 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, (laughs) a lot of the episode actually reminded me in different aspects uh, of different teen movies. I kept pulling and being like, oh, yeah, it it does have that feel to it right now. Or if you really want to go original, more so Taming of the Shrew from (laughs) William Shakespeare. But because it it was always like, I have a friend that I want to ask out. You're friends with him. I will do this for you Yeah. if you help me get in touch with your friend. And, like, you know, uh, that whole relationship pairing up, it was so 10 things I hate about you. (laughs) I, I agree with that. But it just, it was like, I'll do this for you. Like, I'll help you with the rope if you you pair me with the guy that I'm into. Yeah, you and set me it, up with Alistair. Alistair. And, yeah. Okay, so Alistair kind of came out of nowhere, unless I'm... No, he did come out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I was just like, I've never seen this kid in school before. He's never been in the hallway. Who is he? We quickly learn that... Friend of Roderick. Friend of Roderick and Spencer's apparent crush. Um, mm-hmm. And, like... There's something really adorable about them together, I think. Um, I thought it, again, went very quickly. You, um, I wasn't sure how I felt about Roderick being totally fine with it. I think that is where it got weird for me, was that, like, he's so supportive of Spencer. Well... At first, Roderick really wasn't because he told it to Spencer, be like, uh, "No, you're you're a mean, pretty much a hole." Yes. <laughs> and why would I ever set you up with a friend of mine, like because of you and your personality? And then, like later, mm-hmm. when during the whole theater scene, and Spencer did come around and apologize and be encouraged, encouraging in the right way. Then he was like, "Yeah, you know you." In the end, you might have had my back. So, yeah, it's okay. I give you permission. Yeah. Which seemed kind of wrong. But, mm-hmm. like, or it seemed like he, get, he had approval of going out with his friend. I, 
I I get that. It just felt to me again. I think it's the speed that everything's going at. Like in the end, I think it's great to be supportive of someone and give them second chances, and those are all things I believe in in real life. But yeah. on this show, in one episode, we went from "I hate you" to "You can date my friend" to like "I'm totally supportive of this. Let's all sing together." <laughs> and I was just like, "Let's join Glee Club and <laughs> sing together." Right, and that felt. Really, very quick to me. I, I, and that I think that was my biggest problem with the episode. I really want to hear what everybody else is thinking, though. Of course, go on YouTube if you're watching us live, and, or you can tweet at us. Go on YouTube. We read the comments all week, so rate, comment, and iTunes as well. So, yes, and uh, thank you everyone who's commenting. Uh, Pretty Duchess Seventeen says <laughs> it would have made an interesting storyline if Alistair was straight, but didn't mind that he and Spencer are together. Interesting. So he would be straight and Spencer would still want to be with... Spencer would be the one on the approach and chasing. (laughs) Interesting. That would be... I feel like if they had more episodes, that would be an interesting tactic to take. And it's also, you have to remember, they still have the time crunch of trying to find 12 Glee members for the big finale episode. You know, the... uh, the competition that they're going after. They still do need members, so that was probably another pushing point why this story was so fast, because in the end, we just need Glee, Glee members. Right, and we're up to eight Glee members, did they say? Uh, yes, eight. More than half. More than half. More than half. <laughs> more than half, because we saw... We need four more, I believe. Myron join the Glee Club at the end of the episode, because his dad, again... Got him in that he doesn't like the word now. So, well, the superintendent was his uncle, or excuse not me, his dad. His yes, his his family member. The superintendent got him in. Yes, <laughs> superintendent got him in. Family connections. That's the point. <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> Nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> um, that's how the world works, right? But so he, so they are up to eight, and this episode, I have to say, I do want to briefly talk about all about the new Glee Club. The new, new Glee Club? I don't know how to refer to it now. We always... The newest The revised. The revised Glee Glee Club. Club. The current Glee Club. We can't keep saying new, because then it's like new times three. Yeah. So, the current... I'm going to go with the current Glee Club. Mm -hmm. And it was all about that. We really didn't get... Because last week was all about the weddings, and we didn't have anything from, really, the current Glee Club. So, this was a complete... 180 turn. It was all about the current people in this club. And I, I do love how they poke fun at themselves, you know, the whole self-awareness, like, what, are you going to introduce another alumnus <laughs> um, this week? So, it was like, no, because we didn't even get Kurt, yeah. who's technically I, a part of teaching that Glee Club. I'm so. assuming Kurt is on his honeymoon, right? That would be... Oh, uh, yeah. That's that, probably that, it. That's what I'm imagining. They didn't really reference that, but that's what, in my head, that's where he is. Probably. Um, I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, Kurt's obviously missing, but we have Will, so that was good. Yeah, Will's back at McKinley, which is, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. I feel like him and Rachel, this is another prediction, will end up kind of going head-to-head. I don't think, it, right now, they seem very like, oh, I'm so supportive of you. I think by the end, um, by sectionals, you're going to see them kind of tempers flare a bit. Um, I mean, we might, but the thing is, we've already seen their tempers flare against each other when they were already 
teaching at different schools. Mm-hmm. So we already kind of had that fighting aspect out of the way. So now that they're together again, I can really only see them just working together and making Glee Club better because mm. if they fight again, it's like we've already seen it. Mm. We're not moving forward. We're not progressing. I just I feel like there's something more. Maybe I'm incorrect, but I just feel like it would be interesting to have them the way Will teaches is so different from the way Rachel teaches unless she kind of conforms to what he wants I think that there might be some tension maybe not a full-fledged fight but tension yeah I mean they might occasionally butt heads but I think the whole fighting stance is kind of gone because right now even in this episode they had their sweet moment and Will said you know I'm it's nice to see the kind of women you've grown into and you know the professional person that she has become as well so it's like they're at a really good understanding situation of each other do you think that um if there were more episodes that that would be something that they would do or are they just in Absolutely. this positive working relationship if there were more episodes i think they still wouldn't have been together i think will would still be a vocal adrenaline Hmm. Interesting. So you would think he would do a season. Maybe they would compete against each other. Probably most, the majority of the season, and then maybe the last few episodes, then come back to McKinley and then help. Really interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. That seems like... It's usually like the last minute is when everything starts being But then would he... I know that this is all talking and hypothetical, but would then would he leave the um, vocal adrenaline to like on their own for the final competition, that doesn't seem very well either. So I don't know what the solution would be. Well, he already left vocal adrenaline. Well, he so. already left, but I'm just saying if he was still there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he would, he would do it all over again. Interesting. All right. I like this. I like <laughs> talking in hypotheticals. It's it's interesting. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, so let's jump into some non-hypotheticals here and talk about Mason's major crush on Jane. Okay. My question to you. Do you see chemistry between these two? This was another thing that kind of came out of left field for me. I I mean, I know that they've, like, sang together before, and they tried to push this a bit, I feel like, in previous episodes, but really it was, like, again, this very quick thing of, wait, I, I need a girlfriend who who's available. I'll go for Jane. It didn't feel like there was actual chemistry. I, I don't think so either. I think it's another situation where... It's not like they're forcing it, but again, it's a relationship out of convenience because they're all there in the yeah. Glee Club. Who can I date? Oh, you're three feet from me. I'll date you. Yeah. You know, it's like they're McKinley. Yes, it's a small town, whatever. But there are so many. To be hypothetical, there are so many other fishes in the sea. Why do you have to keep? Fishing also, in your own pot. Someone tweeted at me this week, and I thought this was a hilarious but great point. What about dating someone doesn't have to be outside of McKinley? Dating someone that's not in the Glee Club at all, <laughs> yeah. just a normal person, just like someone who maybe they're in the science club, <laughs> maybe they do something else maybe in high the school. chess club, <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, that doesn't seem like something that ever happens on Glee. You, in order to date someone in Glee Club, you must be in Glee Club. It seems to be the rule now. Yeah, and I don't get what, after all these seasons so far, and so many relationships we've seen from the Glee Club, why do we have to keep formulating more relationships within the Glee Club? I I don't know, but we even saw it tonight with Spencer. He was like, won't you join? And it was, I think it was, won't you join? And then they kiss. Um, 
which I found so. Oh, they kissed and then he joined. <laughs> well, then he so. jo- he officially joined, but right. they, he asked before, and I was like, "Is that the prereq? Is that like what you have you to get to be part of the Glee Club? <laughs> yeah, so I can date you." Yeah, I don't know. It just feels really interesting. And do you think? I do have to say, I think Mason, at least in this storyline, is way more into Jane than Jane is into Mason. Mm-hmm. It's it's the cat and mouse game, yeah. really, more so. I, I think it's just more Mason on the pursuit. Because, honestly, I don't see... Well, I don't. I think it's mostly because we haven't really seen a lot of one-on-one scenes with Mason and Jane, yeah. compared to maybe one episode. This episode, like we, they haven't a lot of, they haven't had a lot of like, screen time together. Right. So therefore, me personally, I'm not seeing the chemistry that has built up for him to build this longing it, relationship. That's exactly. It. I mean, I feel like there are crushes in high school where you might see someone from afar and and have a crush on them, but he has a very intense kind of crush and is willing to go against his family for it, which is interesting, too. I mean, his sister is intense. Intense. (laughs) I'm going to say intense, because I feel like that's the nicest description I can think of for it. Madison. But I didn't even realize she was that intense until this episode. Like, we know that it's always Mason and Madison, whatever. They're, yeah, they're I knew that together, they were, but... like, a pairing, that, that they didn't separate easily. I didn't know the reason behind it until this episode. Yeah. I didn't know she had a controlling factor until they mentioned it this episode. And what I found so strange was their conversation uh, when he's like, I'm going to go after Jane, and she kind of comes in after his performance, and they have that conversation backstage she was still like i can't i know i've always taken care of you and that's why i want this but there felt like there was something else like she was also saying jane's like an attention seeking right that was in the same scene it it might have or juxtaposed to each other yeah it just felt weird like it wasn't just like oh you i'm happy for you that you found someone else who you can be with and who will take care of you or you'll take care of each other it was this notion of oh, she's still not as good as me. And that felt really odd to me. And, okay, yeah, and that's where I questioned, I was like, um, she's your sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they brother sister, and sister? Brother and sister, yeah. It's like, I don't think you want to be dating your brother, because that's no. awkward. Yeah, <laughs> not a good choice. And uh, illegal and immoral. Yeah. So, I, I see, and that's where I had problems with Madison being so controlling over her brothers. Like, yeah. she doesn't have that say. It's not... Because if they were best friends, and let's say they were, like, the pairing, but they they were platonic best friends, and she acted that way, like, I've always taken care of you, I've known you since you were a kid, like, you know, it, it hurts me that you're kind of going away from me now, like, that's a much more believable scene to me than having your sister act that way. Like, your sister should be, like, I've always taken care of you, but I'm so glad you found someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like a very forced, like, why is she this controlling over him? And why did she always have to take care of him? It, well, like, they, yeah, they did mention that, you know, growing up, she she was like, somewhat of a surrogate mother. Yeah. But it did lead to the nice scene where she did realize all of her actions and she did apologize and yeah. said she would back off. So, like, I do appreciate what it led up to. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I hope that their relationship... Um, isn't negatively affected by Jane. Like, I hope that they can find a new way Mm -hmm. to be. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be attached at the hip anymore, but in some other way, they can, you know, 
right. find a way to coexist. And, and we'll get more into performances, but I think Mason and Jane's vocal pairing is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I, yeah, they could be a great couple. Maybe that's a great way to transition into those songs then. Sure. Yeah, do you want to start at the first song, though, rather than jumping into Jane? Because I feel like we'll miss one if, yeah, absolutely. if, if we start with Jane. So, let's start with um, Myron, which is Lose My Breath, Destiny's Child. It's the song that we kicked off our show with tonight. Or today, I should say. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like theatrical and fun i love the original of this song destiny's child it's amazing um it's catchy and before we were even like truly introduced to his diva diva ways um we uh definitely i got that from that performance like i knew who that character was before he even did anything else i will say myron has great stage performance for being such a a young person and yeah. such a young performer. And, you know, props to J.J. Toda for being the only, the youngest And you know something about J.J. Right. J.J. Uh, is probably visiting us next week. We will tweet out more information when we have it, but we're pretty sure he'll be in studio with us next week. Yeah, it should be interesting, and I'd love to interview him about this whole performance and whatnot. But, yes, uh, congratulations to him for being the youngest Glee performer. I mean, that's incredible. He killed it. And his voice for that 13 insane whoa yeah um yes it was a very fun flashy performance to the point where i was like whoa he's he's a little too young and what he's doing is a little too risque i mean yes there was an inappropriate factor to it that felt a little wrong but i enjoyed it i mean he is owns the stage i mean over the top i mean (laughs) Like, he has amazing stage presence to a point where my eyes were just, like, on him. It was crazy. The whole time. And, and they were talking about, like, the backup dancers later in the episode. I was like, when did we notice the backup dancers? I was like... Because you, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> crazy. I mean, an incredible job by him, for sure. Um, then we had Friday, I'm in Love With You, which is The Cure. I, this is a song I'm not super familiar with, to be honest. Spencer, I hear it all the time. <laughs> Spencer sang it with New Directions. I mean, I've heard it before, but it, mm-hmm. it's just not a one that I'm, I guess, a huge fan of, you, you, you could say. Yeah. Also showing, again, Spencer's vulnerability and him following around Alistair in a, another creepy stalker way. Yeah. But uh, it, I, I do love his voice. Mm-hmm. His voice was... And for a simple song like this and him just going around the school, it was pretty good. And also he was uh, in the Glee Club yeah, just performing. So I, I I liked it. I I didn't love it, I guess, was my issue. Like, I felt like his voice could do something bigger in some way, and I wanted that for him. But I enjoyed it. Like, it, it was a nice performance. I, yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, just seeing Spencer perform in Glee, it kind of... It felt like a moment where he's accepting that he really is part of Glee. Yeah, this was his first, like, big solo performance. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was my issue with it, was that I wanted a song for him that he could really own in the, in the same way yeah, as J.J. Yeah, the sweet, did. vulnerable side of him. Yeah. I mean, there's always a place for that, too. Yeah. Are you seeing an interesting comment, or are you? Uh, uh, let's see. Um... Gareth Whisper in the, uh, Wiper, sorry. <laughs> Gareth Wiper in the chat roll says, I like Spencer's voices. And, uh, Joseph Poza, who always comments and whatnot, uh, he, he enjoyed, uh, Spencer's sweet side too. 
Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I feel like you guys all really loved it, and I was more, like, tepid in my love. <laughs> well, I think it was also because this particular song didn't go with that week's yeah. assignment, so... There might have been the disconnect. It was the odd song out, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I Want to Break Free, which is an Ariana Grande song. Uh, Did I skip a song? Uh, Break Free? Oh, I know. Sorry. (laughs) I Want to Break Free is a Queen song. There is another Break Free. There are two songs, Break Free, Break Free. Sorry. So, I Want to Break Free is Queen, and that is Mason's song, and I really loved this. I love Mason's voice. I said it a couple weeks ago. If he had a solo album, I would would buy it, Mm -hmm. because his voice is phenomenal. And the fact that my whole question of, because the Simons were supposed to be duets together, but everyone was singing solo. And I'm like, Mason, you're making this big, you know, problem of being, or like this big issue with, like, he wants to be with Jane for a singing partner. And then he's singing a song all by himself. It's yeah. like, no, you were supposed to be singing with Jane. But it was like a song to Jane. So I could give him a pass on that, I guess. Like, yeah. I know that he was supposed to sing with Jane, but it was definitely singing to Jane, and that I really appreciated. Yeah, but, I mean, I loved his voice. iTunes, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is a great episode for iTunes. I mean, so many fun songs on yes. here, for sure. He, yes, I agree that my eater in uh, the chat room, Mason rocked. Yes, yes he did. He, I, I mean, nothing negative to say. Fun, enjoyable song. Just Although, I actually, this was my one, like, funny comment in the staging of it. They had all the teenage girls running up like he was, uh, like, uh, you know. Not, a rock star? A rock star, exactly. Like, in One Direction. I like, did that write, level. Yeah. And it felt a little extreme to me. Like, I love the song, love his voice, but I was like, wow, teenage girls, and maybe that is just the way 13-year-old girls are, and that's fair. Maybe. But. I did write that down, because that was off-putting. Yeah. Because I think the... The last time they, that they did that it was, like, probably season two or three when they covered Beatles. Yeah. And when the guys covered Beatles. And they had the, oh, right, the yeah. girls cheering at them like they would be uh, for the Beatles back in that time. So it was, I think, maybe just an ode back to that. Yeah. I don't know why they were cheering girls. Though. It just felt like it was a great performance, but they wanted it to be something bigger and better so they had teenage girls running and he like went down and signed an autograph and I was like when did you become a rock star this is like the first time we've seen you really perform on the show yeah all by yourself I mean he's had some moments but he was usually with someone else yeah like this was his first rock star moment and to have it be like that was crazy um Uptown Funk which of course is a Mark Ronson Bruno Mars song it is one of my personal favorite songs on the radio right now I'm always rocking out to it in my car um I liked this rendition of it. I didn't love it. I think that, honestly, Bruno Mars just has such a really unique voice that it's hard to replicate that, and that's... Right. It was fun. It was colorful. Perform- yeah. It was a fun and colorful performance. Yeah. I just, I personally, and don't hate me, I mean, you can if you want, but <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm just tired of the song. Uh, yeah, it's been on repeat. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's to I, the fair. point where I'm like, okay, yeah, we've heard it. Yeah. We've all danced to it. Move on. I mean, yeah, it's one of those songs where it's fun to rock out in your car, too. I don't know that it's... I understand why Glee covered it. It's massively popular right now, but it just... I think that it, Glee always has trouble when there's something like a Bruno Mars where it's he's such a unique voice that sometimes it's, har- it's just hard to, if a song is that original, to 
make it your own and right. do something different with it is, is difficult. I mean, it, it was a fun and colorful performance, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I agree. It. I didn't dislike yeah, it. I they just, killed it. Yeah. It's just hard to do the original justice. Um, and then Break Free, another one of my favorites tonight, Ariana Grande and Zed. This is another song that you can't turn on the radio without hearing. Um, I loved this. I thought Rachel's voice was spot on. Oh, yeah. It was... So awesome to have a well, perfectly balanced song for so many singers and performance in this particular song. Like, everyone had their one or two lines, Mm -hmm. and it was just consistent throughout the board. And it it was cool seeing, like, everybody sing. I mean, Beast got to sing, the new kids got to sing, and it was just an overall great performance. I know that I always talk about on the show that I'm not a big fan of episodes where we have all the current directioners without... The new, new, whatever, the new direction. We've gone through this. The current direct uh, Glee mm-hmm. Club. And for some reason, I really like it, though, when they're all together on stage. That Those are my favorite moments, and those were definitely my favorite tonight or today, where I just really enjoyed having everyone on stage together, and I missed Kurt and Blaine and everyone. I'm excited. I think that's what I'm most excited about in the episodes to come, is that we're going to have more of these big group numbers. Yeah, and the thing about this particular performance is also that we did get to see all the the newer people for Glee, and they had their chance to perform. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a taste of what we'll see in a few future episodes yeah. when they actually do perform and compete. That's like, yes, they do have talent. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it is. Because I feel like otherwise they would just be, like, background players in in the storyline of the old Glee Club. And, and you do want to know kind of where they go. And I hope we get those stories tied up in the end in some way that we, we feel like they have, they're moving on in some capacity, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the final song of the night, which was another big performance, Cool Kids. It's an Echo Smith song. I love the song. Okay. I love the song way more than Uptown Funk. <laughs> okay. I, I I really liked it. I thought it was a fitting number for the episode. I liked how it kind of... I don't know. I like when they put a nice cap on an episode, and this felt like the right kind of cap on this. Um, I loved how, again, it was simple. Ended the episode in a very Glee-esque way I'll, on stage in glee shirts i was gonna glee s- green shirts i was gonna say because the red original red shirts um for uh you don't stop believing mm-hmm. and that's what it brought me back to and um i think they were in like the converse shoes and they had the matching green converse shoes i just love the staging of this number and that kind of everyone was up there together it didn't feel like anyone had the lead in it. It was just everyone singing together. Yeah, and I love how, you know, we we're so accustomed to the red uh, mm-hmm. shirts, yeah. and then the new Glee Club is wearing green. It's so complimentary. Yeah. I mean, they go hand in hand. I know. It, it, <laughs> in colors. I, it it does feel like, yeah, that, like, moving forward, the change, kind of the change of guards in some ways between the red and green. I, I really did like that as, as a final number tonight. Yeah. But uh, I, I do love this song, though. I wish they played this song more so more on the radio than they do Uptown Funk. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it, cool Kids is just it is one of those songs that you can listen to over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Are you ready for some news and gossip? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do some news and gossip. After Buzz yeah. TV News. 
So, the big news last week, and if you haven't heard, I'm so excited for her, Naya Rivera, pregnant. I know. So exciting. She announced on her Instagram, we're having a baby, Ryan, Ryan, who of course is her husband, and I feel so blessed and can't wait to welcome the newest member of our family. So, big news. That's like her big After Glee project right there. Yeah. Congratulations to her. I believe she posted a photo on her Instagram, and all it said was, bun in the oven. It's adorable. You should definitely check out her Instagram. It's a really sweet announcement. And good for her. I mean, she's on Devious Maids now, where she will be, and now she has, she's adding to her family. Yeah, I mean, I love that. That's amazing news. Yeah. And, um... The Glee cast over the weekend went to a charity event and performed. I thought you would love this. Don't stop believing. Oh, I so wish I was there. Yeah, they sang at the Family Equalities Council. The Family Equality Council's Los Angeles Awards dinner. It's a lot to get out. That's um, a lot, yes. It is a lot. And they were honoring Ryan Murphy um, for his betrayal of uh, the LGBT community. So that's exciting um, that they were all there to support him. And apparently the number is amazing. I checked it out on YouTube this morning. It's something you should definitely look at if you haven't seen it yet. Um I was so impressed. It made me like <laughs> want to go watch the pilot again. I don't know. It just was so love great. Love it, love it. And I, I hope they put that performance out on YouTube or iTunes. Yeah, or yeah I mean, a bunch of should be available. Yeah, I believe Glamour had it this morning, so other outlets should have it as well. Um, All right, I'll look for that. Yeah, are you ready for some massive spoilers? All right, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Be warned, everybody. I know. I want to make it clear. Spoilers. Um, so that being said, Jane... Uh, actually, let's start with Ryan Murphy. There's a little Jane Lynch and a little Ryan Murphy. Okay. Ryan Murphy, when accepting his award this weekend, um, he went up and said that the final episode will be titled, There's No One Left to Come Out. So interesting. Interesting. I want everyone to tweet at us. Let us know what you're thinking that could mean. I'm excited to see the episode for sure. Also, Jane Lynch um, spoke to Nick Lachey on VH1's Big Morning Buzz and mm-hmm. said that the Glee Cub will go back in time to 2009 oh. when the pilot was filmed. Aired. <laughs> yeah, when the f- pilot aired, when it was filmed, yeah. all of yeah. that. So that made me wonder, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. Do you think they filmed that in 2009? Did they know that this is where it was going in the end? Or did they have to go back and pretend and, you know, change the hairdos and make it look like 2009? I I think they'll probably, only because so much has changed since 2009. I mean, obviously, Corey Monteith is gone. So, Mm -hmm. like, if they went back to 2009, it's probably more of a recreation Mm -hmm. with more people. Yeah. added to it because no no matter what they do nothing will be as iconic as that first don't stop believing performance no sure. matter how many times they try to repeat it but they they can definitely go back and try to make an like have an o to it for sure i agree with that and what about jumping forward to 2020 because they're also planning to do that 5 years forward Ooh, flash forwards oh, i think they should only because because this is a high school setting, a lot of people are, when you leave high school, you're always being asked, how, what do you see, where do you see yourself in five, ten years from now? So, yeah, yeah if we're going to flash forward to that year, it's going to be, yeah. I, I hope that it gives you kind of those 
those answers that we've all kind of wanted if you've watched the show from the beginning. I think by fast-forwarding five years, you're going to get some of that. You're going to see where Rachel is. And and I think Rachel and a few of the other characters are really, they're in an interesting time in their life. Early 20s is tough. And Mm -hmm. so to fast-forward to, I guess, what would be mid-20s, 25, 26, um, will be exciting to see where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, do you want to know the final song? I want Marissa's. I don't want to know the final song. No. Okay. It might be "Don't Be, Don't Stop Believing." Am I right? No, I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm. I'm already I'm, worked up about I it. I know. I feel like I can't do that. How to about you? you tweet it out to the ones that want to know, and okay. I will avert my eyes. Tweet me if you want to know the final song. Tweet Stephanie. Tweet me, and I will tweet you back. All right. I'll, I'll let it be an amazing surprise. An amazing surprise. So tweet at me if you want to know. That um, means I'm completely off of Twitter for the next four episodes. <laughs> I won't include you in the answer. Don't yes. worry. <laughs> I will avoid all social media. All right. So thank you. Uh, let's go with uh, predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Marissa, do you have a good prediction for me? Okay. Well, you did mention the last song is probably Don't Stop Believing. Because how can they not finish the show off of that? Um, but the whole flash forwards, mm-hmm. I think, with Rachel, maybe she's not actually on Broadway performing. Maybe she's helping direct a Broadway performance. With all of her experience that she's getting now at Glee and teaching these Glee members, maybe she kind of found a different path that she wants to go down and be more of a director and a manager in Mm. Broadway rather than being on stage, being the one behind it. That's an interesting thought because of everything she's done with the Glee Club, being like that coach or support. And I was going to make a prediction about Sam and Rachel that I feel like they will no longer be together in five years, but that they'll both be in New York City and Sam, maybe he'll become like a YouTube star. I could see Sam being a really great YouTube star and Rachel doing her thing and they're supporting each other, but not in a romantic sense anymore. Yes. I. Okay. Do you think Mason and Jane will stay together? I'm going to say no. Okay. Do you think uh, Spencer and Alistair will stay together? I haven't seen enough of them. Okay. That That's like one of those things where I could see it going either way. I need to know more about Alistair before I could make that prediction. Yeah. I, I feel like we just got like a very taste of him. Like we know he is into music, but... He can play ukulele. Yeah, he can play the ukulele, but we don't know a lot more about him. So I don't want to make a relationship jump. Mm-hmm. Until that. I think the only relationships that might actually work out and last are the ones that just got married. Yeah, I, those are the only relationships that are going to be successful. I would in the be show. devastated. I mean, you guys will have to tweet at me, <laughs> but I'll be devastated if those two relationships end because I, I think they're both really suited for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think those are really the only relationships we need to see right now. 
I, I agree, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few episodes. There's only a few left, which is so a handful left, literally. So crazy to think about. Well, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us. You can tweet at us all week and go on YouTube, iTunes. We read everything. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wanger. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Serafini TV. Thank you all who've been commenting and watching our show and joining us in the live chat on YouTube. You are all amazing. And we'll be back next Monday at 4. See you then. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Glicks. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.